may be seated. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, and Acts chapter 2. As the word goes forth tonight, chains are going to break off of your mind. Chains are going to break off of your spirit. You are going to be made free. For the Lord has sent forth his word to heal with a mighty hand and a stretched out arm. The Lord, your God, will heal you, set you free, unburden your soul from every chain of bondage. Verse 13 of the gospel, according to Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, Some say you are John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed, hallelujah, shall be loosed in heaven. Acts chapter 2, verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Let's lift up our hands and receive the word of the Lord tonight. God, we open up our hearts unto you. Make pure our spirit, our heart, our motive, our mind. Let us receive the word that comes straight from heaven. Help us, I pray in Jesus' name, to step into the glory that you have designed for us. We give you praise right now with all that we are. We give you praise. In the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus, we pray for your anointing to flow deeply, mightily, and freely in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I speak to you tonight on this subject, the keys to the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom. Nebuchadnezzar was a wicked king. He was a heathen king. And he awakened in the middle of the night with a great trauma of his own mind. He was very disturbed by what he was feeling. He called for the magicians, the Chaldeans, the soothsayers, the Assyrians. He said to them, I need you to come and tell me the interpretation of my dream. 
he had had a dream and he was so troubled by it. But when they came to him, they said to him, in the middle of the night, they said, tell us the dream and we will give you the interpretation. But that was the problem. Not only did he need an interpretation, he needed somebody to tell him what it was he had dreamt. And when he told them, I don't even know the dream itself, let alone the interpretation, they were at a complete loss. It was then that he realized that all of the wise people of the world were fraudulent. Everything that proposed itself to be an expert was actually a facade. He ordered the execution of all of them, and, and before they were executed, word reached one man by the name of Daniel. He was a prophet of the Old Testament. He was a Hebrew captive in Babylon at the time. And when he heard that the execution of all of these wise men had been ordered, he said, what seems to be the problem? They said, the king has had a dream, and no one can give the interpretation. Daniel said, I will give the interpretation of the dream. And when he came before the king, he said, before I give you this interpretation, you must understand, it is not because I am wise. It is not because I am powerful. It is not because I am great, but there is a God in heaven who is a revealer of secrets. And he has made known unto me this dream. And he began to give him the dream. In the dream was an image. It had a golden head, a silver chest. It had a belly of brass, legs of iron, feet of iron and clay. And this, this image stood tall. And, and he said, in your dream, a rock was taken out of a mountain without hands. And that rock struck that image at its feet. And the image crumbled and fell. And, and the, the king said, that's exactly what I had dreamt. He said, can you tell me what it means? He said, this is what the dream means. That image, that golden head is your kingdom. That silver chest is a kingdom that will replace yours. That belly of brass is a kingdom that will replace that one. And on and on until there is a fifth kingdom. That rock hewn out of the mountain without hands is the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God will strike the kingdoms of this earth. And every kingdom of this earth shall utterly fall and fail. But that rock will fill the earth as a mountain. It will become more than just a rock. It will grow beyond that of a rock. Its dimensions will expand. And it will fill the whole earth as a mighty mountain. And that mountain will be the kingdom of God whose glory fills all of the earth. I have come tonight to preach to you the kingdom of heaven. I have come to preach to you the kingdom of God. It is not like any of the kingdoms of this earth. The kingdoms of this earth have brutalized people for generations. The kingdoms of man are guilty of the most heinous crimes that you or I could ever imagine. But I bring to you a kingdom of pure peace. I bring to you a kingdom of total joy. I bring to you a kingdom of perfect love. I bring to you the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. And every kingdom of this earth shall utterly fall. No kingdom shall stand. No ideology shall stand. No, no vain philosophy shall stand. 
no entertainment, no, no sports industry, no, no political philosophy, no party of any kind of affiliation will stand the test of time. Only the kingdom will stand for eternity. John the Baptist came preaching this kingdom. He said, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said the axe is going to be laid at the root of the tree. He said you must come away from where you are and what you have been and where you have been living and you must repent of all your sins and come to this kingdom. Jesus Christ came preaching this kingdom. When he stepped into this world, God manifest in the flesh. He came preaching this kingdom. He said it's unlike any kingdom you have ever observed. He said it is different. It is better. It is wonderful. There is no ravenous beast that shall be upon that highway called holiness in that kingdom. No murderer will be there. No kind of a brawler will be there. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. It is the kingdom of God. He said it's a kind of kingdom like, like a shepherd would lose one lamb. He would leave the 90 and 9 and grab that lamb, put it around his shoulders and bring it back and restore it to the 100. It's like a woman if she were to lose a coin, nine, ten, nine of 10 coins she had, but she would overthrow the house looking for one lost coin. He said it's like a father whose son had rebelled and took his inheritance prematurely, lived riotously among the heathen, wasted his substance and thinking to himself that he would never be welcomed back at his father's house. Oh, but we're talking about a different kingdom. We're talking about a different kind of a place. This isn't the place where you are unwelcome. This is a place where anybody, everybody, regardless of what you've done, regardless of where you've been, regardless of how bad it got, you can come home to your heavenly Father. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Jesus said it's not like the kingdoms of the Gentiles where they lord over people, where they celebrate their superiority and your inferiority. It's not like that kind of kingdom. He said this kingdom is an interesting kingdom. In this kingdom, the greatest among you is the servant of all. He brought his disciples into a room and they had wash basins to wash their feet. And nobody wanted to take the initiative and begin washing someone else's feet. But Jesus stood there and Jesus, who is the greatest of all, Jesus, who is the great I am. Jesus, who is the Lord of all lords and the King of all kings. Jesus, who is altogether lovely. Jesus, hallelujah. Jesus, the mighty God manifest in human flesh. Jesus said, give me the towel. I'll wash your feet because he is a servant and servanthood is his majesty. In this kingdom, servanthood is majesty. 
It is the majesty of God. It's unlike any kingdom you've ever seen. In most kingdoms, servants are looked down upon. In most kingdoms, servants are cast aside. But not in this kingdom. In this kingdom, servanthood is the majesty of God. This is why the queen of Sheba came to Solomon in the Old Testament. And she said, I have heard of your wisdom. And what I have heard has brought me from the uttermost parts of the earth. But she said, when I got here, I see something that I wasn't expecting to see. There is no breath left in me. She said the half has not been told. She said happy are your servants. It's unlike any kingdom. That word happy means blessed and prosperous. She said your servants are blessed and they are prosperous. In most kingdoms the king prospers and the servants suffer. But not in this kingdom. In this kingdom, everybody's blessed. In this kingdom, everybody prospers. In the, my God. In this kingdom, everybody is lifted up. In this kingdom, everybody's healed. Everybody's set free. Everybody's delivered. Jesus preached the kingdom. And when he preached this kingdom, some misunderstood. They thought he was going to overthrow the modern government of that day. But he wasn't going to overthrow the modern government. The kingdom was within them. And he explained to them that I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to be buried. And I will rise from the dead. And when I rise from the dead, I will be alive forevermore. Hallelujah. When this happened, he arose from the dead. He showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. And he explained to them that they must go to Jerusalem and tarry there and wait for the promise of the Father. When the day of Pentecost, they went to Jerusalem until the day of Pentecost and they waited. They waited with one accord in one place. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There were devout Jews out of every nation under heaven. And when they walked in, these were educated people. They spoke multiple languages. They walked in and they saw people who were from Galilee. These people were most likely unlearned and didn't speak multiple languages. But these who were very educated and spoke multiple languages said, We hear these men who are Galileans speaking fluently in the languages wherein we were born. We hear them speaking Parthian and Mede and Persian. We hear them speaking Greek. They don't know these languages, but they're speaking these languages. What meaneth this. When they said, what meaneth this? Peter stood up with the 11 other apostles and said, let me tell you what this means. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I want you to know that he's pouring out his spirit right now. I want you to know that he's going to pour out his spirit tonight. 
His spirit is already in this room. His spirit is ready to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Peter began preaching to them Jesus. Jesus the Christ. He began to preach to him that Jesus is the Messiah. He explained to them that they had taken Messiah. By wicked hands they crucified him. They slew him on a tree. They hung him there to die. And as he preached this, it began to settle in on those people in the upper room that the long-awaited kingdom that Isaiah had talked about the kingdom where the wolf would lay down with the lamb because there is no predator in this kingdom. This kingdom where there no ravenous beast shall walk up upon the highway called holiness. This kingdom where you never have to fear. This kingdom where there cometh no night. This kingdom where there is no prejudice and no bias. This kingdom, hallelujah, where there is no murder. This kingdom where there is no rape. This kingdom where there is no drunk driving accidents. This kingdom where there is no cancer, where there is no leukemia. The long-awaited Messiah, they began to realize he has come and he has gone. He came and we crucified him. And now we missed our chance for the kingdom. Peter preached it up until the point that he said, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that this same Jesus that you crucified, God has made him both Jehovah and Messiah. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. It took their breath away. They realized, oh my goodness, everything that Moses told us was coming, it has come and we missed it. Everything Isaiah said was going to happen, all the good, the glorious, the wonderful, the precious, the pure, all of it came in the man Christ Jesus, and we crucified him. When they heard this, they were so pricked in their heart, and they cried out in desperation and said, men and brethren, is there anything we can do? What shall we do? The kingdom has come and the kingdom has gone. The door was open and now the door is shut. That is when Peter said, yeah, you're right. The door is shut. Like Noah's ark, the door is shut. When the Lord shuts a door, no man can open it. Ah, the door is shut. You crucified the Messiah. But he said, you know what? There was a day when Jesus gave me some keys. He pulled those keys out. He said, there was a day that Jesus asked us, who do men say that I am? And nobody knew. Everybody was saying, you're Jeremiah or Elijah or you're one of the prophets. And nobody knew who he was, but I knew who he was. And I cried out with a loud voice. And I said, you are the Messiah. You are the only begotten son of the living God. You are the everlasting father manifest in flesh. I know who you are. 
And Jesus looked at me and said, you know what, Peter? This revelation you had upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That rock that he would build his church on is the same rock that was hewn out of the mountain in Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And it is upon this rock that he will build his church. And then he looked back at Peter and said, and I'm giving you some keys because there's a door that's going to shut. And I want them to be able to walk through it. I want them to be able to put the key in the door and open the door to the kingdom where there is love and life and joy and goodness. I'm not talking to you about a fairy tale. I'm not talking to you about some utopia. I'm not talking to you about some nirvana. I'm not talking about a cheap little high or a temporary thrill. I bring to you the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no kingdom like this kingdom. And this week, we bring to you the keys to that kingdom. It will not be shut to you. It will not be shut to your family. You don't have to live in bondage anymore. You don't have to wake up in fear. You don't have to go to bed anxious. You don't have to live in depression. You don't have to live sick. You can be free. You can be free. And you shall be free. He said the first key is repent. Repent. Turn from your sins. Turn from your wicked ways. Actually turn from them. Repentance is not just crying or feeling sorry for the sin you've committed. Repentance is actually turning from your wicked ways. Hallelujah. The Bible says that if the wicked will turn from their wickedness, the Lord shall remember their wickedness no more. If you will repent of all your sins and you say, I've tried to do that before, do it again and again and again and again. And don't ever stop doing it. It's a key. It's a key to the kingdom. Ask God to give you strength. Ask God to give you empowerment to walk away from sins and habits that you know are displeasing to God. And God will give you strength. You won't even have to try. He'll give you strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Turn from all of your wicked ways and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. When you are baptized in Jesus' name, and I mean the preacher takes you under the water. And when you go under the water, the preacher says, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. When you come up out of that water, you have a new name. And that is important because when you stand before God in judgment, everything associated with your name is going to come up on you unless you have a new name. 
Brother Green, I'm thankful that when I stand before him in judgment, he's not going to judge me as Joel, but I get to enjoy the innocence and the blamelessness and the purity of Jesus Christ. When you are baptized in Jesus' name, it is an identity swap. You get to leave behind all the junk you've done, and you get to step into the purity and the light and the life and the love of Almighty God. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, but he washed my sins away. Evangelist Kenny, it's like I never did anything. It's like I never did commit those sins because he expunged my record. That's what happens when you're baptized in Jesus' name. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise. Everybody say promise. Hallelujah. Say it again. Promise. The promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And let me tell you what happens when you receive the Holy Ghost. You must receive the gift of the Holy Ghost because that is the quickening spirit that will raise your body up on resurrection morning. When that trumpet sounds, your body shall be raised by the quickening power of the Holy Spirit of God. I want to liken it to the first miracle that Jesus performed when he turned water into wine. He set up empty vessels and said, fill these vessels with water. And when they filled these vessels with water, the water was water until it reached the brim. When it reached the brim, it was no longer water. It had become wine. That is what happens when we are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. The vessel is our soul. You have to empty it out in repentance before God. I said you've got to empty it out in repentance before God. And once that vessel is empty, you start filling it up with praise. Water, fill it up with water. The, the language you do know, the water, the language that you do know, speak that language. I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I magnify you, Lord. But with every word of praise you are giving to God, it is about to reach the brim. And when it reaches the brim, that water is going to change to wine. That language is going to change into a new language. And you will speak a language you have never spoken before it will be an unknown tongue to you and you will have received the gift of the Holy Ghost when you speak in tongues it will be God stepping into your life and praising himself through you. You will have yielded the most unruly instrument of your body to the Lord. And by having control of that instrument, he will have control over your whole life. Hallelujah. And you won't walk like you used to walk. And you won't talk like you used to talk. You will walk in victory. Victory over depression. Victory over anxiety. Victory over fear, victory over sin and sadness and sorrow. Fill it up, fill it up, fill it up, fill it up, fill it up. Fill it up, fill it up. When you speak in tongues, it will be because God is praising himself through you. 
You can call him great, but he's greater than great. You can call him mighty, but he's mightier than mighty. You can call him awesome, but he's more awesome than awesome. You can call him holy, but he's holier than holy. Somebody do it right now. Lift up your hands unto the Lord and give him all praise. We're going to transition into the harvesting portion of this service. Lift up your hands and fill up that vessel in Jesus' name. Come on, lift those voices. Let's continue in that praise just a little while longer. Come on, keep filling that vessel with a praise. Come on, hallelujah, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on, lift your voice in that praise right now. Don't stop praising his name just for a little while longer. I want you to continue to praise. Let that vessel just get full. Come on, that's it. Praise his name. Come on, the highest word of praise is hallelujah. You ought to shout hallelujah right now. You ought to shout hallelujah right now. Do you feel that? Come on, shout his name. Shout Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of, do you feel that in this building? That is the Holy Ghost moving through here. That is the Holy Ghost moving through here right now. Come on, just for a little while longer, I want you to keep praising him. Just for a little while longer, I want you to keep praising him. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Do you feel this moving into the house right now? Amen. What's your attention just for a moment? What you are feeling right now is exactly what was just preached about. This is the Holy Ghost. This is what God is about to fill every empty vessel in this room with. But before God can fill these empty vessels, we're going to have a season of repentance right now. While you're still in your chair, we're going to repent of everything. Brother Urshan has already said it. Repentance is not just being sorry, but it's making up in your mind tonight, I'm going to turn. That's what real repentance is. You see, the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous will run into him and be saved. I asked myself a question one time, when does righteousness begin? I believe that when you truly repent and you turn from wickedness, the opposite of wickedness is righteousness. So when you turn from your sin, you can't help but see Jesus as your Savior. And that's what's in the room right now. You're feeling Jesus in the room. I want you to lift your hands right where you're at. We're going to come to the altar in just a minute. If you've been in this your whole life or this is your first time in an apostolic service, the Bible says we all have sin. And if you say you have no sin, you make God a liar. We all have sin. The apostle said we all have fallen short of the glory. Everybody here has made mistakes. So we're going to ask God to forgive us. And we're not going to get in a hurry right now. We're going to empty the vessel. We're going to empty everything out of us, these earthen vessels. Are you ready to repent of anything and everything that's in your life? 
If you're not standing, stand with me. If your hands are not raised as the universal sign of surrender, raise those hands and surrender right now unto him. I want you to look up. The Bible says he is faithful to forgive. And I want you right now to begin to ask God to cleanse you of anything that would get in the way of this vessel being filled. Come on, cry unto him right now. If you don't know how to repent, you can say what I'm about to say. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, wash me right now with that precious blood. That holy blood, God, forgive me of anything, anything that I have said, anything that I have done, anything that is in my mind or in my heart, God, any unforgiveness I have towards others tonight, uh, anything that I've done, God. Lord, maybe we sinned on our way to the building, but you're still faithful to forgive right now. Come on, empty those vessels. We're not going to stop. We're going to stay here for just a little bit. God, forgive me of anything, God. Forgive me, Lord, for those things that I have done, oh God. Come on, we're going to stay. I want you to empty yourself out unto the Lord right now. Wash me and cleanse me, oh God. Come on, that's it. Do you feel the emptying in this room? Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry for the things that I've done. Lord, I'm sorry for the things that I've said. Lord, I'm sorry, God, for anything that's in me, oh God. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I'm making the decision tonight. I'm going to turn from my wicked ways. I'm going to turn from unrighteousness. I'm going to turn, God, from those sins that I have committed, God, those things that I have done. Come on, that's it. That's it. Just empty yourself out. Give it all to the Lord. Come on, he's going to take that out of your life. Come on, ask him to remove it right now. Lord, wash me. Lord, cleanse me. Lord, forgive me. Hallelujah. Oh, wash us, God. Wash us and cleanse us, oh God, of anything that is within us. Now I want you to start thanking him for forgiveness. Lord, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you, God, for cleansing me. Come on. Now thank him for what he just did. Thank you, Jesus. You are faithful to forgive. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you, God, for forgiving those sins that I committed. Come on. That's it. Let that spirit of thanksgiving come over you. Thank you, Jesus, for washing me. I am forgiven in the name of Jesus. I am forgiven in the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. I feel thanksgiving here. Let's, let's just thank him a little while longer. Just thank him just for a few more seconds. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for washing me and for cleansing me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want you to understand, as Brother Urshan talked about those vessels, he asked for empty vessels to come to him. We are empty of anything now. I need you to think about that, that sin that you committed that nobody knew about. It's forgiven. It's forgiven. 
It's washed. It's forgiven. Do you feel that that came into the room? It's the understanding that Jesus is faithful to forgive you, and you are forgiven. Now, we are about to be filled because we are empty. So if you're in this room right now, maybe you're in the balcony, maybe you're down here on the floor, and you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in a new tongue, I want you to raise your hand right now as a sign. I'm ready to receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Raise that hand high. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, as that hand is raised, as Brother Walthall has already said, there's something powerful about taking a step of faith. You see, we have already acknowledged that we need him, and we have given him that faith in the fact that we know that we need him, but now we're going to take a physical, that is a physical step of faith that is going to represent the spiritual step that we've already taken by lifting our hands. So now, if you're here and you're ready to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want you to make your way to this altar right now. Would you come down to the altar with me? Would all of my altar workers make yourself ready in the house? You're not going to have to pray by yourself tonight. We've got a prayer partner for all of you in this room. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you raised your hand just a few moments ago. I want you to make your way to this altar right now. Come on. That's it. Make your way to this altar. When you get to this altar, I want you to face the altar that we know that you're ready to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There were some more that had their hands raised. If your hand was raised, I'm sincerely asking, come down to this altar. The fire is going to fall, and you're going to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So now we're going to do this in another way. We have so many that are already coming. Would you, If you're seeking the Holy Ghost, would you start spreading out to the left and out to the right? We have so many people that are excited to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Please keep coming. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if you have the gift of the Holy Ghost, would you lift your hand if you have it? Can we do that? Oh, beautiful. If you happen to see somebody by you, keep your hand lifted if you have the Holy Ghost. If you happen to see somebody by you that does not have their hand raised, I want you to turn to them right now, and I want you to ask them, hey, would you like to come with me to the altar so you don't have to go alone? Come on. Grab your neighbor and say, let's go pray together. Come on, we're going to do this together. You're not going to be alone. Come on, guys. Come on down to the altar. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We've got some more coming. Beautiful. Hey, if you've got the Holy Ghost, would you do me a favor? Would you just lift your hands right now and begin to praise God just for a few moments? These that are coming, we don't want them to feel like, like, like they're just the odd, but we want them to come and feel comfortable in this altar right now. That's it. We've got room. Keep pushing out to the left. Keep pushing out to the right. Praise God. This is wonderful. Altar workers are going to be looking at you. These are your prayer partners. That's what we're going to call them. They're going to do exactly what the Bible teaches us, and that is by the laying on of hands. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We've got an altar full of people ready to receive the Holy Ghost. Praise God. 
Now, those of you that are ready to receive the Holy Ghost, I don't want you to pray quite yet. I want you to look up at this preacher right here. Would you look at me for just a minute? Now, this is what I want you to understand. What you're about to receive is a gift. Have you ever had to beg for a gift? No, because gifts are given. You don't have to plead for it. You don't have to beg for it. It's yours. All you have to do is open it up. And you know how you open this gift up? With your praise. Just as Brother Urshan has already preached, your praise is going to open this gift. And as you begin to praise God, you're going to say words like, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. And that water is just going to get a little higher. And then the next thing you know, that gift is just going to open. And you're going to begin to speak in a heavenly praise, a heavenly language. You're not going to understand it, but the King of glory is. And that's the sign that you are now filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you're not defeated and you're not a beggar. So we're not going to pray like this. Because you're forgiven. We have no reason to have our heads down. We're forgiven. So we're going to do this. We're going to look up. Because our redemption is drawing nigh. You're going to look up towards heaven. And then, like I've already said, we know the universal sign of surrender. Those hands are going to be raised. And when you raise those hands, he's going to know they're surrendering. They're ready for me to come live in the inside of their heart. So as your hands are lifted and as your eyes are up towards heaven, now we want you to close those eyes because we don't want you looking around and being distracted by anybody beside you. you got to be thinking, I'm about to get the Holy Ghost. Say that out loud with me. I'm about to get the Holy Ghost. You See, you didn't say it loud enough. you got to have some faith. Say, I'm about to get the Holy Ghost. You're about to get it. You're about to get it. You're about to get it. Praise God. You're about to get it. Amen. And if you have faith and you believe and you've repented, all that's left now is to praise him. And so in just a moment, I'm going to say in Jesus' name, because that's the highest name. That's the name that has all power and all authority. That's the name by which we all have to be saved. And so when I say in Jesus' name, you're going to shout hallelujah. And the next thing out of your mouth is going to be the Holy Ghost. And you're just going to keep praising God until God praises through you. Does that sound all right? If it sounds all right, say amen. Amen. Now I want you to lift those hands. I want you to look up towards heaven right now. Close those eyes. Think within yourself right now. I'm about to get the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? When you hear in Jesus' name, I want you to begin to praise God with everything within you. And as you begin to praise God, you shall be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Upon the authority of the Word of God. 
and the power that's in the name of Jesus. I command you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Come on. Praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Keep praising him. Keep praising him. Keep praising him. Now speak in tongues in the name of Jesus. Speak in tongues in the name of Jesus. People are receiving the Holy Ghost. Come on. Let it out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. That's it. Praise him. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. His spirit's being poured out. People are receiving the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. Receive ye the gift of the Holy Receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's it. People are... People are receiving the Holy Ghost. We've got people receiving the Holy Ghost all across this place. Come on, that's it. We've got people receiving the Holy Ghost. Come on, shout it. Shout it. Now loose your tongue in the name of Jesus and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it. That's it. Receive it. If your mouth is closed, you can't get it with your mouth. You got to open your mouth and praise Him. Come on, that's it. Shout it. People are receiving the Holy Ghost. Come on, people are receiving the Holy Ghost all over this altar. Come on, loose your tongue and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's it. Don't hold it back. Don't resist. Just let the Lord speak through you. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Receive you the gift of the Holy Ghost. Receive you the gift of the Holy Ghost. Receive it in the 
name of the Lord. Receive it in the name of the Lord. receiving the Holy Ghost uh, all over this altar. Come on, let's praise him, church. Uh, let's praise him, church. Uh, praise him, church. I want this church to lift up your voice right now. All across the edges, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost.
to lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your faith. Open your spirit right now. Open your mind. Open your heart unto God. Lift up your voice and let the spirit of freedom sweep in. Let the spirit of victory step in. Let the spirit of salvation make his way in. Lift up your voice and speak in other tongues as the spirit gives the utterance. Receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus! Hallelujah, Jesus! That's it in the name of Jesus. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in new tongues. As the Spirit gives the utterance. God, 
Praise God. Can I have everybody's attention for just one minute? If you're praying and you've received the Holy Ghost, I just, all of my friends that are praying right now, can I just have your attention for just one minute? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I would like for our altar workers to come and, and just grab some of these beautiful blue cards if you're an altar worker. Would you grab some blue cards if you don't have them? Now, this is what I want to ask. If you, for the very first time, spoke in a heavenly language, you said things you couldn't understand for the very first time in this altar, would you do me a great favor and would you just lift that hand for me? Would you lift your hand? Come on, raise it up high. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Keep it up high. Thank you, Jesus. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on, keep your hand raised. Keep your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We got another one. We got, thank you, Jesus. Now, if you received the Holy Ghost for the very first time, you heard yourself speaking a language. Would, would my blue card holders raise your hand for just a second? If you're not already with somebody, would you find somebody that has blue cards? If you just received the Holy Ghost, we just want we just want to get your, your name, and we just want to explain to you what you just received. Would you find somebody with blue cards? They've got their hands raised. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you're if you're an altar worker and you have somebody with blue cards, would you just kind of kind of take them off to the side for just a minute? Because we're gonna pray one more time because we still have a lot of people that need the Holy Ghost that are about to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here and you still want to receive the Holy Ghost, would you lift your hand for me? If you're here and you're saying, okay. It's about to happen, and I, and I haven't got it yet, but I, I'm, I'm going to get it. Would you lift your hand right now if you want the Holy Ghost, right? Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift that hand up high. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So we've got a whole other wave that's ready to receive the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Now, we're going to do the same thing that we did before. We're going to lift our hands. And this time, I want you to do me a favor because I was watching some of you that maybe were struggling to receive Sometimes we are our own worst enemies because we as humans operate by logic and we want to figure it all out. How is it going to happen? What can I do to make it happen? But God doesn't operate by logic. He operates by faith. And so I, when you get to that point where it's like, what do I do now? I've done everything I know. That's when you just shout hallelujah one more time. And you believe with everything. When you give this shout of praise, God's just going to take over. And my faith is going to, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. Do you believe you can receive? If you believe it, I want you to shout, I believe it. If you want the Holy Ghost, shout, I believe it. You're about to get it. I said, you're about to get it. Are you ready? If you want the Holy Ghost, I want you to lift your hands right now. I want you to stretch them high. I want you to lift your head. Don't bow your head. You're not defeated. We've already talked about this. Altar workers, we see people that have their hands up. Let's get with somebody who needs the Holy Ghost if you're not already. Those that remain, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Keep those hands up. Keep those hands up. Your prayer partner's coming with you because we're two or three come together in his name. He said, there I'm going to be. 
And so he can't help but be there with two or three of you that believe you're going to receive. That's it. That's it. Now I want you to lift those hands again if you're ready to receive. Right now, when you hear in Jesus' name, I want you to shout hallelujah. And the next thing out of your mouth will be a language you cannot understand. If you're ready to receive the Holy Ghost, lift your hands right now. Upon the authority of the Word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus. Receive ye the gift of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. I want you to shout hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Use your voice. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive it. Come on. Kids are going to receive the Holy Ghost. Yes, 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 yes. Receive the Holy Ghost. Yes. Come on, that's it. Now loose your tongue in the name of Jesus. Loose your tongue in the name of Jesus. Loose your tongue. Now go into faith. Let your faith go. Loose your tongue. Come on, that's it. Loose your tongue. Receive the Holy Ghost. Loose your tongue. Come on, loose it in the name of Jesus. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost.
you're here, keep praying. Don't stop praying. But if you're here and you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus, if you're in this room and you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus, the water is ready. We have ropes for you. We have towels for you. We have a place for you to change. I want you to raise your hand if you're an altar worker right now. Raise that hand up high if you're not praying for somebody. You're helping in these altars. I want you to go to somebody with their hands raised. And I want you to tell them, I'm ready to be baptized. Nowhere in Scripture was anybody baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But in Scripture, they were all baptized in the name of Jesus. I want you, if you've never been baptized, Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus. one going to get baptized if you've never been baptized tonight is the night to be baptized in the only saving name the name of Jesus
What an incredible, incredible, incredible evening. What an incredible, incredible, incredible evening. For everyone that's still here, you can still pray. You can still have your time. I just want to give you a little bit of information about tomorrow night. But uh, before I do, how many thought that tonight was really incredible? If you thought tonight was incredible, just lift your hands right now all over this building. Here's the deal. If you thought tonight was incredible, tomorrow night and Saturday night are going to blow your socks off. But here's the deal. If you thought tonight was incredible, don't you think that somebody else deserves to experience what we experienced tonight? If you believe that, lift your hands really high, wave them really high. If you thought tonight was incredible, shouldn't someone else experience what we experienced here tonight? Here's the deal. I'm challenging each of you. Each of you know five people that need to experience this tomorrow night. I'm challenging you, when you get home tonight, tomorrow morning, you call them and you say, what time can I pick you up tomorrow night because you're coming with me? Don't ask them, will you come with me, saying, this is something you need for your life. What time can I come pick you up and have you here tomorrow night? Tomorrow night is outside. It's going to be beautiful weather. We're going to be outside. It's going to start right at 7 o'clock. I suggest you get here early. I suggest you get here early. In case you didn't hear it, I suggest you get here early so that you and your friends, that you're going to call and say, what time am I picking you up? That you get here early and you experience it from the stop, from the start. Can we all believe that? Believe that God's going to do something miraculous tomorrow night for our friends, for our family, and for us. We'll see you tomorrow night. We'll see you tomorrow night. Get a good night's sleep. We'll see you tomorrow night. God bless you. Thank you.